getting ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons Live. I'm Fergus uh, and I am your host tonight. I'm joined by, there's only two of us on tonight because unfortunately Johnny from the North Bank has got deli belly and he's not very, very well. I'm joined by uh, Potsy. Potsy, how are you? Hello, mate. How you doing? All well, thank you, buddy. Yeah? Yeah, all good, uh, mate. I'm looking forward to it tonight. We've got quite a lot to talk about. We're going to talk yeah. about uh, we're going to talk about the um, Forest game. Obviously, this was a few days ago. Um, you were at that. Uh, we're going to talk about the United game. And Mike, uh, Scunny, you were at that one. Uh, we're going to bring you in on that. We're going to look ahead to the um, game on tomorrow night against Standard Liège. And obviously, we've got Bournemouth as well, which will be covered obviously either in a preview show or uh, we'll touch on it slightly here. Mike, how are you, mate? I'm good. And I don't think you can count, mate. There's three of us, not two of us. I'm joined by I'm joined by two others is what I meant. This you is, said there's only two of us tonight. <laughs> okay, my my apologies. Uh, and, and I should, in fairness, I should uh, be very specific. I've just spent two days in a in a in a seminar room with a lawyer uh, talking about uh, various aspects of law and consumer law. So yeah. I... <laughs> so so it, 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 if my if my brain is frazzled a little bit, uh, please forgive me. And my internet is not great, so there is a slight delay on my uh, on all of our uh, feeds of, um, of of it. But you'll get the gist of what things are going on. Listen, there's some catching up bits I want to do. Uh, I want to wish Johnny uh, well. Um, also, Tezza from the Clock End Talk. I've been following him on the GoFundMe thing uh, that his wife and his sister-in-law, so there's Jody and Debbie, his sister-in-law, um, have been keeping us updated. Um, Tezza is getting better. He's been in hospital now for 20 days. Um, and he has um, he, he's now up and walking. He's still got some fluid around his heart. He's still in quite, uh, quite a bad way, uh, but he's able to talk. He's done a little YouTube video to, to people and stuff. So we wish him well. They're trying to raise some money um, to, to, to cover the cost because, listen, we don't, we don't have – in Australia, they don't have the same thing as we've got here with the NHS and so on and, and stuff. So – if you want, uh, go on to GoFundMe. I'll stick a link uh, on our Facebook. Well, there's a link already on our Facebook page. And there's also, if you go to Clock End Talk on Twitter, um, you'll be able to get a link. Uh, chuck, chuck, chuck five or ten or a pound, whatever it be, uh, towards them and help them out. It, it would really, really help. Uh, we've got a couple of people on there. Um, your mum's on. Uh, Steve. Uh, sorry, Dan, your, your, your mum's on. She says hi. Oh, she is. Yeah, yeah, you better watch your P's and Q's now. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same, Scunny. Basically, she's counting like Scunny and me, and uh, you're the one who's wrong. <laughs> um, and Russ is also one, and there's a few others. We've got a few others on there. Um, we have got um, our first sort of sponsor sort of thing. Um, uh, no, I, I'm really going to struggle with this. this. I'm looking this, forward this, to this. this, this I can't this wait. This is going to be funny. And I don't know if, if, if Ben Hux is the best spot, but uh, yeah, um, we have been asked to um, mention a product. It's a beard product. Uh, it's called, 
Um, let me get it up here for you. Uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Big bear, um, Benny's beard bomb. Uh, if you are watching this and you want uh, to buy this product, it's only £3, including postage and packaging, you get a 10% discount by using the code DB10, the old Iceman. Um, they're 100% family run. They've only been going since March. It's 100% natural, vegan, homemade beard balm. Um, they're based solely in the UK. Uh, they've got all sorts of weird flavours, all quite fun. And they also do another thing as well with, um, you can get a sock, socks, uh, with um, uh, Benny's face on it and uh, you can get a beard balm in a package and uh, it's uh, it's only 10 quid. They're all on Facebook uh, and everything that they offer is on, um, includes free postage and packaging. So Big Bear Benny's Beard Balm. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That was uh, that you took was, it well. That, you took it well. I, I do not get. Listen, uh, people will know I am the crucifier of the English language. I am absolutely dre dreadful at it, and I, I, I'm actually going to pat myself on the back on that one. I think I've done okay, and you guys can stop yeah. sniggering. <laughs> well, did well, mate. Thought yeah. you smashed it. You smashed it. Yeah, literally. I think you should. Say, uh, I think you should do it five times faster. Come on. Go on, you go. <laughs> go on. What big bear Ben and beer bomb? Uh, oh, Scunny <laughs> smashed it! <laughs> I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to try. Mate, you, there's no messing with me. Um, so, Arsenal versus Nottingham Forest in the League Cup. A 5-0 victory. Um, I, before that game started, there was a really sad incident that happened on the tube at Hillingdon Tube Station. A Tashan Daniel... Uh, he was only 20 years of age, a, poten a potential Olympic athlete, uh, as a sprinter, I believe. Um, he sadly got stabbed and died en route, which delayed kickoff by about 15 minutes. Um, so, Potsy, I'm going to let you talk about this a little bit because you were there and you can explain a bit more like what the atmosphere in the crowd was about. Yeah, these are always a strange one in the League Cup games. I do enjoy going to them, I must admit, because I like to see the youngsters do well. Uh, and that's what we had out, was a load of youngsters. Um, I think Ozil and Mustafi were the only two, really, that uh, kind of got on the pitch, whether you like that or not. It was a bit of a sad start, because everyone had obviously heard the news that um, delayed the kickoff. Getting up there was a bit of a nightmare. I'm not sure if that had anything to do with it either, but um, me and my dad struggled to get up there. My dad had drove. Um, we ended up having to park at Black Horse Road and get the tube um, up to Highbury and isn't it, and walk to the game from there. The, the, the crowd is always a strange one. There's a lot of kids about, which is good in some ways, but um, what I find most frustrating is the stewards just trying to keep the atmosphere down and sit down, make sure you don't stand up, all this sort of thing. And as you know, Fergus, I don't think I remember sitting down where we sit for the last 12 years. So um, when oh, only, only against Doncaster is the only time I ever sat down. There you go. I was that in the League Cup, yeah? Yes. Yeah, yeah but there we go. So that was very similar. Um, the game, however, was fantastic. And for me, I've kind of picked out a few players. For me, the first half was all about Martinelli. I think his agility, turning uh, defenders inside out, um, obviously got on the score sheet, which was a really good uh, good header, actually, from the lad. And um, I am really excited about this lad. I saw him pre-season. He was the one lad I was excited about. A um, little bit quieter in the second half, but did still manage to get on the score sheet again in both halves. Um, I did 
find that watching Tierney is going to be very, very, very exciting. I think Kieran Tierney gives uh, what we're missing at the moment with uh, Kalasanac, who everyone knows I'm not a massive fan of. I think Tierney's crossing ability is fantastic. I think he's up and down uh, the pitch for 90 minutes. I think also what you've got with him is someone who can use both of his feet. I think he's uh, got a right foot as well as a left foot. I think that there was some... uh, Players telling me that uh, people telling me that he can actually play on the right back position as well, and as he did that for Celtic, I think you can certainly tell that with the use of his right foot as well. Um, so Kieran Tierney was really impressive. Rob Holding, I thought he was spot on, um, absolutely superb along with Callum Chambers. I thought both of them had a fantastic uh, game, and I think it's a shame that Emery doesn't seem to be wanting to give them to a chance at the centre backs. Um, I also feel go on. Can I ask, you, you mentioned Ozil earlier and you also have Mustafi. Are they now just cup players? I think so. Um, Mustafi was certainly looking to be out the door in the summer, wasn't he? We couldn't find the club that wanted to pay him 90 grand a week, which I don't blame him for. In terms of Mesut Ozil, this is a very strange one for me. For him not to be travelling just proves that Emery doesn't want him. Um, he is going to be a reserve player, a cup player, Europa League player, expecting to play tomorrow night. I think that with Mesut Ozil, he played against Forrest and he was probably one of the weakest on the pitch and um, he should be taking the game by the straw for the neck. Joe Willock, for me, made him look very, very average. I thought Joe Willock was fantastic and he was my man of the match of the night. Uh, great to see every, everybody else get on the score sheet. Reese Nelson, who I thought was having a bit of a sh- shocking game in the first half, had, um, had a good second and got himself a goal and an assist. Uh, and it's just more exciting to watch these youngsters at the moment than the first team, in my opinion. You know, I'm looking we're... at first team. We're going, to, we're, going to, we're going to see more of that probably uh, tomorrow night. Uh, I think it so. It wasn't on UK TV. And Mike, did you get to see the game? Uh, no, I didn't. I just saw the highlights. Okay. And, and, and from what you saw of the highlights, what, what did you make of it? Uh, I'm just going to probably regurge exactly what Dan just said. Uh, Martinelli looked amazing uh, from the highlights. And so did, uh, is it Martinez in goal as well? He, he played a real blinder. He made some really quality saves. Has he got a shout for a first-team sp- uh, spot? I don't know. Um, I, I'm quite, I've been judgmental over Martinez. Um, I don't know if he is going to be first-team quality for the Premier League. and I just don't know. I think the jury's still out on that one for me. But, you know, if, if he's playing in the Europa League and he's playing in cup games, then I can't see why he shouldn't be able to push himself to it. Mm. And Dan, I think if talk- Leno was having a shocking game, then fair one. But Leno's been all right this season, you know. So um, if we were talking about holding, replacing Socrates, that's a different story. But I think with Martinez and Leno, I think uh, at the moment, Martinez is definitely our second choice. And, oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, you, mentioned, you mentioned like the youthful lineup that we had, and we'll probably have uh, quite a lot of those in tomorrow night, which we'll talk about as well. Does it give you some some hope? Like, you know, that, you know we're, we're building something that's... You know, there's been a lot of a lot of stuff over the last few days about well, over the last few weeks about the manager and stuff. And I'm not going to get into that that one. Um, but with those young players, like you got Smith Rowe, uh, who had a good-ish game, but Martinelli had a great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saka had a great game, and we'll, we'll come mm-hmm. on to the United game again. He had a really good game against United, and Mike, you're up there. You can you can tell us about that as well. But 
these youth will look these youthful players are coming through it's fantastic isn't it it's the first time i've been excited for a very very long long time in fact i've probably since i've been an arsenal supporter i can't remember young players like this coming through at the same time you normally get one or two you know you get the drips and drabs you've had it before with fabregas we had it before jack wilshire um serge nabry sorry i was yeah i was gonna put him in it i was building up i'm in my um uh, uh, munich national colors at the moment because blue and Absolutely. white is a is a Munich thing, yeah. But Sorry, you're right, Tom. and I think that you know you've got them, them all coming through at the same time. My only my only question mark over it is they all seem to be playing in similar positions coming mm. through. We don't have any defenders, defenders. We don't have any defensive midfielders. And what do we need at the moment? Those two positions well, filled. We, so that's we my only, Tierney. only we have Tierney. You got Medlin. Uh, he's not a youth player coming through the Arsenal ranks, Tierney, is he? So I think that's what Dan was getting on at. Yeah, yeah. I, get, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. But you got there's only Zach Medley in there. Zach Medley's the only one I can think of. Um, I can't think of anyone else in those positions. But one thing I will say, but lastly, about the Nottingham Forest game, which was fantastic, was me and my dad were sitting there probably about 15 minutes to go because obviously we were in front of everyone else and the whole crowd started going mental. Um, no idea why. And then someone behind me said, Colchester United have just beaten Tottenham on penalties. <laughs> There might be a running theme through today. Don't Sorry, you think? Are, we, are we being are we are we taking the mick too much? I, I don't think we are. Uh, no, no, we just we just we just not mentioned yet. fact, and, and 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 that leads us on to the draw. Um, we've got we've got Liverpool in the fifth in the fifth. You don't want them. Is it the fourth or the fifth? It's the fourth round, isn't it? Uh, well, know, the next the, the next the next round of the League Cup. Um, next round, <laughs> Man United have got uh, Chelsea, so there's going to be two big hitters. Who are going to be out of this competition? What did what did you think about uh, the uh, the the draw itself? And and it's up there at Anfield, 29th, 30th of October. So what do you what do you reckon? This is going to be a tough one. I, uh, I think that you see some kids playing. I think it's going. To, I don't think much is going to change in that way in where youth teams going to be playing. But it's still going to be a tough one. I can. I can still see it's going to be a bit of a mixture of two. Uh, but you're going to see more probably first-team players playing. Um, but everybody knows how Liverpool plays now. And, well, look at them now. They're sitting on 21 points at the top of the Prem with uh, no losses and no draws. So, I, I was talking to some of my uh, friends and colleagues who are Liverpool fans. And they will probably, because it's because they've drawn us... Uh, they'll probably have a better side out than they would normally have. Uh, sorry, better is not the right word. A more experienced side out than they mm. normally would have. Um, but our, and I think we'll do something similar, but our kids, I think, and I'm not Manchester, nah, our kid, um, our kids are, are um, probably better. That was a really crap joke. Uh, our, our kids are probably better than the scouts. <laughs> Compose yourself. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I think you're right. I think if Liverpool play their kids and we play our kids, then I think we have got a great chance of going through. However, I don't think Liverpool will. I think they'll play a it'll, mixture. It'll, it'll, you look at Liverpool. Yeah. yeah, if you look at what Liverpool got on their bench, they've still got players like Shakiri, Lalana, Oxlade Chamberlain. They're all better than our kids at the moment because they're experienced and they're and they're ready made. And um, ours are still learning. I think there it is a draw that I was a bit disappointed with, really, because I thought that all of these teams that have been knocked out, and obviously Man United had nearly got knocked out by Rochdale as well, and then Colchester draw Crawley, and I'm like, oh, brilliant! You know, he wanted to see Colchester against the big side. 
Crawley against the big side and it didn't happen. So, um, yeah, but I think it'll be a good one at Banfield and great for the young lads to experience. Yeah, so um, we're going to move on to we're going to move on to um, the Man United game. But before we do that, um, uh, behind you, Dan, actually, um, one of our uh, our followers on Guns and Yellow Ribbons and one of our followers on Arsenal Fans Forum, um, Ruth Beck, uh, she um, she does is it that's the East Stand at the art behind you. Yeah, I don't know if I can do this. I don't want to mess my uh, computer screen no, don't up move, too don't, much. Don't, don't I'll try. It. I, I got, I got, can I you got see it? Pictures on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got two there. Yeah, shout out to Ruth. Absolutely top draw. Um, really good artist. Um, and um, a massive, massive gooner. So yeah, shout out to Ruth Beck. So Ruth has put together some. Uh, let me see if I can do this. This is two of these in one hit. Jesus, I'm failing miserably. So Ruth <laughs> has put together. Uh, uh, this. No, she hasn't put together that. She <coughs> that I was. Be- I think I was better with. Um, there we go. Slight delay on my. Um... Right, Ruth has put together um, some uh, various. She's she's a lady originally from Islington in North London. Um, she does watercolours and acrylics and in 2018 she had uh, some surgery done to her thumb and uh, she's recently done uh, some paintings, watercolours of the Thierry Henry statue, the Burkham statue, the big arsenal on the, um, the, you know, you see it on Match of the Day. She's gone round to the old stadium and she's done loads of different places all around um, Islington. Um, I, I personally personally bought a couple of few bits and pieces. I bought um, the Canterbury uh, pub in Islington. I bought that because uh, it's a lot of family memories. We've had some really important special days there. Um, and I've uh, had some um, some other, other bits and pieces. Um, but it's, it's really nice. She's doing Christmas cards. So those ones that you saw on there were Christmas cards. And it's for a pack of 10, it's £9.50. That includes your posted and packaging. And she's also doing little gift tags that you can add on as well. And you get a pack of 10 of them for three fifty. Listen, we as Guns and Yellow Ribbons make nothing, do nothing out of this. this is, we are doing this because, as our strap line says, we're by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Both Ben and Ruth just asked me, if I would uh, promote their thing. So I just uh, thought which we would share the information. Support right. local businesses. Support, it's not supporting Gooners. Supporting Gooners. Um, Manchester United versus Arsenal. This one, uh, we're on to Scunny. Scunny, how are you? And uh, what are we... What, what did you make of it? Have you thought out? Because it was... <laughs> I'm, I'm still wet, mate. I, I tell you, I've got trench foot. <laughs> that's how it was it was absolutely slinging it down and uh well as people say i'm up north but it's still grim up north as people say from down south it's even grimmer up there isn't it yeah, it's all right here at the minute at my end manchester oh it's grim manchester yeah oh it's not it's not a nice place borchester united okay um <laughs> So we looked at the the lineups in this game. Arsenal, uh, sorry, Man United and Arsenal played out a, a very grim stalemate um, 
stalemate gate in uh, stalemate game in Old Trafford, um, providing compelling evidence that it's now just how far we are away from challenging the likes of uh, Man City and Liverpool. Like the, the years gone by, this was I, I even got excited about Monday Night Football and 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 it was going to be Man United Arsenal. Uh, my brothers are both Arsenal fans. I, I remember we talked about it in the preview thing, the three one with Bartes. Uh, pulling his shorts up and, 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 and stuff like that. But, um, you know... There's always some good hype around it, isn't there? It's one of them games that gets a really good hype. And, and and Sky made a huge hype about it as well. They spent the whole day pushing and plugging and everything else. But it, it took till 45 minutes when McTominay gave Manchester uh, United the lead uh, just before fa- uh, uh, half-time um, with a rising drive from the edge of the area, which... For me, was probably the worst time for us to concede. Um, to sit, Always concede is on half time. Yeah. yeah, Always it is the worst. Yeah. Leno had a really good second half. Uh, he excelled with some fine. I thought saves. he had a good first half. To be fair, he, he, there wasn't much going on in the half, but he uh, he took well what he had to do. Um, I think there was a couple of occasions where, um, well, the crowd. I don't, you didn't really hear it because I watched the game back this morning. Um, where obviously when. I know we've been very critical about playing out from the back. Uh, and you did get a lot of the fans, a lot of the Arsenal fans just saying, it's it, it's it, and screaming. And it wasn't much long after that where he's telling him to push up field. And so it's uh, it's just it's one of them things. I think that's the only thing we can be critical of him at the minute. Other than that, it really quality saves uh, throughout the game. But even in the first half I think there was a uh, there was one maybe two I think he had to save and he pulled out a couple mm. of ones I can't remember exactly mm. who uh, I think uh, one shot was from is it James I'm, I'm not too sure I could be wrong on that one but there was one shot uh, other than that I think it was it, it wasn't a great half let, let, let's say let's face it it wasn't um, it was a one of them boring games uh, so it's just, uh, but it, it, fortunately, it did pick up in the second. Jo- Joanne, uh, who listens to, uh, to us all the time or watches us all the time, hello, Joanne. I hope you're well. Um, she made the journey up all the way from Surrey and didn't get in until uh, gone two thirty in the morning. I expect uh, the real issue was well, the mid- yeah. Uh, the real issue was the midfield, which is so negative. We have a midfield who don't serve the forwards and don't get back to cover the back four. And we, we've said this before um, mm. with regards to Louise giving away penalties and stuff like that. And if you look at it in the Watford game, the midfield is just all over the place. Uh, there was gaping holes in front of the defence again, saying that Guendouzi was brilliant, um, uh, but just wasn't getting through to the forward line enough. Very frustrating. Thought we edged it. Uh, but there were two very average sides. I, I, you know what? The the final line on that message is is testament to where we are now. I thought there were two very average sides. I, I think, I think yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say towards the end of this, um, it was basically it was a fair result for two very poor teams at the moment. Shows uh, how because, far we yeah. have fallen behind. It really does. You think fifteen years ago these two were in the Premier League like alternate alternating. It was like first, second, first, second, first, second. You look mm. how far it's come. And I know Chelsea and Man City have spent money. I get that. But Liverpool have really, really overtaken us now. And we are so far behind them and City, it's unreal. And that goes for both clubs. I think if you look at the players that were out there on the pitch and you're looking at the players who should be leaders, I thought 
there was only Saka and Genduzi that could have walked off that pitch holding their heads up high and possibly a Bamiang with his great finish because that was a really underrated finish. A lot of people didn't appreciate how hard that was to do to flick that over De Gea. Apart from them three, I'm really struggling at the moment. I didn't think Callum Chambers was terrible, but apart from that, I'm really struggling for all the others for me. Bang average. I'm sorry, I'm going to beg to differ on that one. I thought Chambers had a really good game. His first 15 minutes in the game wasn't great, I must admit. But after he got that yellow card, he sort of... I think he just picked his head up and thought, no, no, I'm going, I'm going for this. And I thought he had a really decent game. Um, I'm, that did worry me, the yellow card, I must admit. That did worry yeah. me. And then obviously he did really well after that. Yeah, yeah, he did. He, uh, Like I say, the first 15 minutes after that yellow card, I think he uh, he sort of picked himself up and thought, hang on, you know what I mean? He's dropped his head a bit. He, he dropped the ball, basically, uh, by bringing James down like he did. But after that, he, he, he had a really good game. Uh, he didn't really put much of a foot wrong after that. Uh, and that... Sorry, go on. Uh, well, well, what I was going to say was is uh, uh, Torreya, I thought he had a very, very difficult job. I think it was, uh, after watching it back, I thought he had a bad game. He did have a bad game, but his job was basically surround Pogba. Now, you've got to remember, Torreya's five foot five. Pogba's, what, six four? It, it's a bit of a mismatch. So it's, yeah, it was a stupid thing, really, to do. And he struggled against Pogba before, I think, uh, during a Uruguayan and France match. So putting up, putting him up against Pogba, I think that was a stupid thing to do, and it, it showed. After watching the game back, I think it's uh, that's the difficult job he had. So I think it's a bit unfair on Torreya and a bit of a criticism on him. I've seen a couple of times, uh, I've seen throughout the last couple of days. I, I do think that's a bit unfair because he had a momentous job to do, which unfortunately he didn't do very well. But who's going to do? This situation worries me the most with Unai Emery because Lucas Torreira and Granit Xhaka. It is not working. I don't know what he's trying to do there. They've swapped positions. Granite Chak is now the anchor in midfield, and Torreira is now playing more as an eight. Correct. That was, definitely, that was definitely anchor, wasn't it? <laughs> anchor again, mate, yes. Anchor I'll tell again. you what, after watching the game back again, we didn't realise in the stands, well, I didn't really see it in the stands, to be honest with you, and Xhaka dropping his head when uh, McTominay hit that shot. I could have slapped him all over the place. That was it, 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 now that, that, that shot, now I, I, I do agree with you. When I first saw it, I came along and on the message group that we came along and said, um, there was a couple of comments I, I made and, and the two comments I made was, first of all, Shaq has dropped his head again. But uh, I think it might have been Max or somebody like that came along and said, um, there was a slight, there was a, a, a deflection of, I think it was Socrates. Socrates, yeah. So they give. I, I'm not a Shaka fan, but give him some, give him some sort of element of credit on there. But well, the, got, the problem is when you drop your head, you're not looking where the ball's going, and that's it. Doesn't look good, does it? Whatever. That's the massive <laughs> issue. He's not looking where the ball is, and that's that's the main issue there. And uh, he didn't have a great game anyway. No, he, he he didn't. Listen. 58 minutes in, Aubameyang, very cool finish. Uh, the Lino flagged for offside. Terrible. Um, that linesman all game was terrible. Absolutely terrible. What's he thinking there? Oh, God, I don't know, but he didn't really come across on the TV very well, and I think uh, I, I, Joanne I, was there with us. You should, they were, at, the fans were screaming from when... When he was caught offside, the fans, soon as he was caught offside, the fans were screaming for VAR for ages. So, for 
it didn't really come across on the TV because, like I say, I recorded it and watched it back. I, I, I think I think Maguire was by the corner flag counting his money, his eighty grand a week, and that's what <laughs> delayed him from getting back because uh, Maguire was uh, played him well on side. Uh, but VAR came good in the end, and uh, we don't we done all right on there. The, the, the game fizzled out to, to a nothing. Uh, Man United had a few chances. Uh, I think there was what Saka was... had a chance, didn't he? Saka right had a chance, which yeah, actually he deflected did. for a corner. I thought he should have put mm. it in, but it actually did deflect off for a corner. But after that, I don't think we have a shot after that, did we? I think Nelson no, and we did start to gain momentum after the goal, and it was looking really positive. But it just sort of fizzled out after about five ten minutes, and it just it was just a shame. If we kept on that momentum, I think we could have really taken that game. I think we could have won it. But again, it, it just sort of fizzled out into nothing. And then when Reese Nelson come on, uh, again, I, I'm not going to judge him too much because he come on quite late on the game, but he had that shot, but it was more like a pass back. It well, was, it was. Richard Richard Butler has just put up um, a comment on here on the, on the side. And uh, oh, the wrong one's going to come up. I'll bring that back in a second. Uh, Richard um, put up, it's the worst United Arsenal game I've seen uh, and he's been watching them for 40 years. It's not, uh, I'm going to disagree there. I'm not going to say that's the worst Arsenal-United game I've ever seen. Uh, no, there, there is the aid <laughs> too. Not, but, yeah. but, but as a footballing performance, it definitely wasn't what we would want to watch. I think, again, referring back to our, our own message group that we talk about, um, I think I said it was like watching Newcastle versus Burnley. And um, if it was Monday night football, you just put, wouldn't bother watching it uh, on, under normal circumstances. So, but like uh, I say, uh, like I said earlier, it's um, basically it's a fair result for the the teams that we both are at the minute in Man United and Arsenal. It was a fair result, and it just shows, like Dan said earlier as well, it just shows how far back we've come, worrying. how far we've dropped. It's worrying when Saka of eighteen the, the, and Guendouzi of twenty Dan, are our two best players. That's what Dan, worries me the most. Dan, I was going to, I was going to put you because I, I, on that, um, you come along and said about uh, how far, and Mike touched on it there, how far we've come back from the likes of Man City and the likes of um, uh, Liverpool. Now, if you look at the social uh, media, maybe not today, and we might refer to it again um uh, uh if you look, sure at, the me- uh, uh, look at the media today they, they're, they're not very uh as glowing as they normally would be but uh, tottenham I, I i think i touched on it before i think they're at the at, at the top of the curve on the way down and we might be on, are, are we on the way up are we stumbling are we are, are, and don't take this wrong the wrong way please uh gooners you know are, are they currently better than us Who's that, sorry? Do you know what's what? You talk about Spurs, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what's funny? I actually think that what Spurs are doing now is uh, similar to what Arsenal were doing six or seven years ago. They've moved to a new stadium. They're not buying anyone. They can't afford anyone. Their contracts are running down. The players are unsettled. The manager's getting stick. Sounds similar? Yeah, it does. They've got loads of stadium debt. So... I actually think that it's quite funny to watch uh, to watch them because everyone was giving it to Arsenal. And do you know what was different? Was we was getting top four and we was actually winning three FA Cups in five years. And Tottenham haven't done anything. And before that, we'd won the league. Tottenham haven't won the league. So, 
let's just laugh at Tottenham when they deserve it. Because like Scunny said to me yesterday, the media absolutely love them. It doesn't matter if you don't support Tottenham. Darren Goff doesn't support them, but he loves them on TalkSport. You've got other, <laughs> other media uh, pundits that absolutely love Tottenham. It doesn't matter what team they support. I can't see why. I would say that we're similar to them now at the moment because the way that we're playing, so we can't laugh too hard, but it's always quite easy to laugh at Spurs. What I will say about the Man City and the uh, and the Liverpool situation is we can, if we if Unai Emery does sort these problems out, which are the question marks I have over him, if he does sort them out, look at what Liverpool have done in three or four years under Klopp. Klopp has sorted that team out. He's looked at what he's needed. And most importantly, he was backed. If we get into the Champions League and we get backed and we allow the guys up front upstairs who we have a little bit more trust in now to back Unai Emery, there is nothing to stop us from doing what Liverpool have done in the next couple of years. That's my opinion. We've got players there that are good going forward. If we sort out the defensive midfield issue and the centre-half issues, I think we're halfway there and we'll be able to compete. And is there another issue that we need to sort out? Um, Pepe, uh, he is... What has he played? He didn't start the first few games of the season. Um, he uh, he's played. We're seven games in, so he's played five games. I think five full ninety minutes, and he is coming under some serious scrutiny by uh, people. Um, again, Emery is coming under scrutiny as well. I'm not going down that route just yet. Uh, we've we, we've typed cover that for now but Pepe has come under a lot of scrutiny and you look at you look at like Henri took eight nine games I think it was Southampton away he scored his first goal um didn't score a goal in hybrid till nearly nine or ten games into the season and people are jumping is is that is that this is that the old keyboard is that is, yeah. that, is that is that what it is oh 100 percent I have absolutely been disgusted at our own fans of how quickly they've turned on Pepe and like you said he's had five games and it's Manchester United away it's always going to be a tough game no matter what and it was absolutely slinging it down it's like this guy's come from the French League one he's probably never seen rain like that before in his life and it, it's it's Manchester United away whether it's a poor team or not they're always going to turn up for it and it, they do and we haven't got the team that a lot of people think that we have it is it's just disgusting how his, uh, how people are doing it. And it is, it's all come down to keyboard warriors. It's like, put the keyboards down and watch telly or something and just do one. You know, it's, I'm trying to do it without swearing now. But this is what annoys me about Arsenal <laughs> fans in general, because it's not yeah, just yeah. him we've done it with, man. It's not just him that we have done it with. They've done it with a lot of people. Now, I, I will start to question how many games we need to give him because he is a lot of money. And I think that's the problem. He's come with a big price tag. But I Arsenal fans do himself no favours whatsoever. They always do this. If a player needs confidence, don't come to Arsenal fans because they'll slate you. And that's exactly what they've done with every single player that we spent big money on. And that is why it, it, it takes them time. It, uh, we are the hardest fans to please at some times, in my opinion. And we don't do ourselves any favours. We've got a lot of fickle fans out there. We've got a lot of f- fickle football fans, but a lot of them are Arsenal fans. And some of them are deluded. We need to give this guy time. He's come from the French league he's still not had Lacazette or Aubameyang to link up with I'm actually not too impressed with his link up play at the moment with Aubameyang he was one of the worst players on the pitch along with Kalas and actually in my opinion who I thought was terrible again but Pepe for me needs a goal in open play and then let's see what his confidence does and then just judge him after that you can't judge him after seven games it's too early 
It's not even um, seven, is it? It's five games. It's exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I mean it is, it's disgusting. I was getting like, like I say, the the posts I've seen on Facebook are absolutely disgusting, and I'm just not happy with it. Oh, just give the kid a break. He's a, still a young lad. He's still a, adapting to the Premier League. It's just not worth it. And Ben Ben Bennett had put up a post uh, a comment a few minutes ago that you know he, he shouldn't be getting the stick he's getting. Um, this is where the fan base gets so impatient. Uh, it's a better league. Don't shatter the boys' confidence. The boy can come good. But I've got on the screen now from Richard Butler. Um, stop comparing uh, Henri Burkamp uh, with Pepe. Uh, they might have taken a while to score the first goal, but they showed the quality from day one. Pepe struggling to just do the ba- basics. Look at Saka. Saka, he's 18. He's quality. He has got a point, but well, not really. It's not a point. Not, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to disagree. I'm sorry. I'm jumping in here, lads. I disagree with that again. Saka, yeah, he is looking absolutely quality. But you got to remember, this kid has been is grown up in the UK. He's had this all the time. You know, he's he's grown up round a Premiership team. Where if you look at, like I say, when you look at Pepe again, he's he's come from League One. I don't, I can't, I don't know if he, I don't know where he come from before that. I'm not entirely sure, but this is this is what we we're saying a minute ago. It, stop being so impatient. There's no need for it. And I'm I'm not sticking it just Richard there. I'm I'm comparing it with everyone. I'm I'm not just slate. I'm not just going I'm making a beeline for him at all. But it's just you, you know, just give the kid a bit of time. Give him a bit of a break. And just let him let him settle in. Uh, like and like I say, Saka is Saka has grown up through Arsenal. He's come from our youth team, so he's seen it. He's done it. He's he's been in the weather. He's seen the pitches. He's been on the pitches. He's he's grown up with the, a lot of the players that were in the Man United squad last night. So he's probably play, he's played with them players already. Mm. So you have got mm. to look at it at that point I, as well. I f- I think as well, Pepe. Um... You know, Richard said he showed no quality from day one. I actually think he has shown some great technical ability from day one. I just think he hasn't had that breakthrough or that goal. I know he scored a penalty, but he hasn't scored an open play. And also with Saka being top quality, Saka's got no pressure on him whatsoever. Saka's an 18-year-old lad who's come through. Pepe's got £72 million on his shoulders that he's got to do it every single week. And at the moment, he's not. And I totally agree. And listen, I'm the first to let people know when there is not a... um, when there is not a uh, a player doing well, because I look at players like Mustafi and Shaka who have not been performing for four seasons. Now I can get on their back because they haven't done it for four seasons. I'm not going to get on the lads back because they haven't done it for four games. That's just my opinion. Right, there's been a couple of other comments come up on 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 the on the chat, and there's one about Saka doesn't have a 72 million pound price tag, which uh, you touched on, Dan. Um, that was from Ben. Uh, Tom Bromley also said uh, Pepe's a passenger. He's absolutely crap every time you've seen him. Uh, Richard pipes back up again, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but Richard comes along and says, um, uh, football is football. Pepe should be able to control the ball. Um, uh, and pass to a teammate and shoot on goal. Uh, where's uh, where is he from? And no excuses. Uh, it, uh, uh, do, does anybody not think? I I I I thought when I first saw Pepe, I thought he had good ball control, um, and I thought he was a little bit, maybe not as good as because obviously the guy brought us back from uh, Chim Chimini Chim Chimini Chim Chimini Roo. I I I, I thought he's a little bit. Canu esque in the sense that of the way he can keep the ball to his foot. Do you do you, do you understand what I mean? <laughs> what? Don't don't ruin me. Don't ruin me, boys. <laughs> oh no. 
No, listen, I thought to. he was. Te- I thought he was technically very good. I see where Fergus is coming from there. And like I said, I think he was. He did. He did show some quality. He had some good touches. He was technically gifted at Anfield. Unfortunately, he missed that sitter, didn't he? Yeah, that wouldn't have done his confidence any good. If that would have gone in, it could be a completely different Pepe. I'm willing to give the guy a chance. It doesn't rule out the fact that he was not very good on Monday night. I totally get that. Um, and I'm with Melina there. And Melina's just commented saying, um, and shout out to Melina, by the way. Need to get her on here soon. Uh, Pepe yeah, you're coming on here soon, Melina. Yeah, Melina needs to come on here. Uh, give him the ball to run with and he'll shine. Right now he's in of a shadow and feels pressured to me. I would agree with that. I think that Aubameyang is not working so well with Pepe. And that's something that I was hoping to see work. I think when Lacazette gets back on, he's more of a link-up player. And I hope we'll see Pepe shine then. The very two and, similar type players out there where they want to be running on the back of on the shoulders of the defence. So when you get two players like that, they don't seem to they've never seemed to work out as together as well as what the they should really do. But again, I'm I'm not gonna keep repeating myself. Just give the kid a break. Uh, just to finish up on the uh, Pepe side of things, Ben asks, um, play Pepe in the next two home games against teams we're expected to beat their home. Uh, so it should give him a bit more confidence and, and is a bit about building confidence, I think, uh, I agree. When, you look, when you look at some of these players. Um, Arsenal, uh, think about your man of the match. Uh, we look at some of the stats. Arsenal, five, uh, had more shots on target than Man United. Four, wow! On a g- <laughs> uh, in the Premier League game uh, since the first time since two thousand nine, um, when uh, Man United had four, we had no shots on target. Saka registered his first four goals involvement in just three starts for Arsenal in all competitions with one goal and three assists. The guy just looks absolute quality. Uh, he's raw as I nearly did slip. He is raw as hell he is. Really raw. But he just looks like he wants to run and run and run and run. Uh, who does who does he remind you of as a player? If you were to look back at a, a a player at another team or a, a former Arsenal player. Mike, do you, or Dan, who wants to go first on this one? I think if I'm to compare him to somebody in the Premier League, it would be quite hard at the moment because he's so young. But when he's on the ball, he could be potentially a Raheem Sterling. That's who he looks like to me. Um, I remember Raheem Sterling at 17 at Liverpool looked exactly the same. He was a raw talent, really quick on the ball, good dribbling ability. Quite comfortable when he had players around him. I thought uh, on Monday night he had, I think there was one clip we had two or three players. He'd, he'd seem to dink it around all three of them and, and come out with a ball. And that to me looked like he had some agility about him. So if I was to compare him to a player who could potentially be, it'd be Raheem Sterling. There's nobody out there at the moment that I would say would be like him. Um, but he was definitely up there for, for a shout for man of the match. He wasn't my personal man of the match, but um, definitely up with a shout of it. Mike? Right. I was thinking about this, actually, to be fair. Who could we compare him with? But I was thinking maybe we, we could compare him to an old Arsenal player in Freddie Youngberg, to be fair. The way he holds up and the way he does run with the ball. And like you say, when the, the ball just sticks to his feet, I honestly do think he's going to be that way. And look who's training him. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I get, I get what shot. you mean. I get what you mean, yeah. Because yeah. he, he, he's so. very, very similar to the way he plays. Uh, Richard, Richard's enjoying this show, isn't he? <laughs> um, uh, and we do thank you for your comments. Richard has come along and said, Saka reminds him of a young Rocky. Strength, power and pace. That's a good it's shout. That's well. a good shout, actually. Good comparison. Is, really good comparison. Yeah, really good, yeah. It's a good shout. Listen, tomorrow night, um, we are uh, back in the Europa League 
which is obviously the premier uh, league uh, European competition to have in North London. Uh, because there's no point in having any other competitions in North London because any other team in Middlesex or the North London region has not won a game in their new stadium uh, since they've been there in the Champions League. So it's no point about talking about the Champions League. Let's talk about Arsenal versus Standard Liège. Uh, for me, there's two good things uh, about this uh, this game. Um First of all, uh, little Joseph, my grandson, uh, he's coming with me uh, to his first European uh, game. And uh, he, he, I, I offered uh, to say, hey, do you want your dad to take you? And he went, no, I'd rather go with you, granddad, because uh, we meet up with the boys. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, 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 wasn't meant, it wasn't meant anything. He says, oh, we meet up with the boys and the boys all make a fuss. Like Trev's made a fuss before and Potsy and your dad and everyone. Everyone knows Joseph now. So they all shake his hand. All right, mate. And he is one of the lads, isn't he? He is one of the lads. Um, he is, but he's going to be shocked at how different it is from Spurs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It will be a big shock. It will be a big shock. Uh, the other thing is, well, uh, my hometown is Athlone Town in Ireland. And uh, Athlone won the, I think it was the Irish League Cup back in 1981-82. And we ended up in uh, what would have been, is now the Europa League, which is called the Cup Winners' Cup. And uh, my uncle played for Athlone Town and my, my secondary school was right by uh, the entrance to St. Mel's Park and everything else. And I, I remember it was a four o'clock kickoff in the afternoon or something like that. But my uncle, Jelly Keenan, uh, played for my hometown in our only ever European fixture. And that was against standardly age so for me it's just it makes me go a little bit tingly sadly sadly uh jelly uh, anthony is not with us anymore um but uh looking at the game looking ahead to the game tierney is not going with with the scottish uh on the european uh on the european qualifiers or whatever like that um to help with their uh, with his recovery um, from from his injury, so he's not gone on the 2020 qualifiers to help with his injury comeback. Uh, Arsenal beat Frankfurt three 0 away in their home opening competition in Group F, where it was full of mostly academy graduates like Willock and Saka, and I think we touched on it earlier. That's probably what we're going to end up seeing. It's maybe even a more youthful side against Standard Liège, wouldn't you have thought? I think it'll be a similar team to the Nottingham Forest. Uh... If I'm honest with you, mate, um, I think the actual game itself, I'm looking forward to it just for that reason. I was so impressed with them on Tuesday night. Um, and uh, yeah, I think if I was to actually get predict a, a team lineup, it would be pretty much that side that played against Nottingham Forest. Um, I think Tierney will start. Um, I don't know if anyone's seen it, but if you go on Facebook, on the actual Arsenal official Facebook, you'll see Bellerin and Tierney doing a, a, a little quick game of like picking questions out of a pot. And um, their relationship looks fantastic. It does. It does indeed. I, th I think... Have we lost him? I don't know if we've totally lost him. Um, I think another transit van has come along and tried to hit his <laughs> webcam or something like that. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> 
I'm yeah, stealing his royal bond. He, he, he will come back. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll come back in a few minutes. Um, so, Mike, uh, uh, where are you going to watch it? Uh, you got BT Sports, or you got to go? Uh, BT yeah, I've got. I've got figure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I'm BT Sports. No yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, BT I've Sports. got BT Sports. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, here he is. Oh, what we oh, got? I'm back. Oh, here he's coming back. Oh, that's a weird setup. Um, right, so you're back. Uh, yeah. So, are you coming tomorrow night, then, Dan? Yeah, yeah, I'm there, mate. I'm there. I think um, uh, it's gonna be. Um, it's got to be Tierney, Bellerin, and Holding all to start, and it. That's what I want to see. Uh, Joanne said after your uh, video mishap, you can swear if you want to. She thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, but Melina, uh, Ben, quite a lot of people have all said the, the exact same thing. They've, they've, they've all said that uh, Tierney and Bellerin have to start. And, and, and the chemistry, as you said, is, is really, really good. Um, Emery said about uh, the, the um, he's expected to rotate a lot for the Belgian side. But he said if they, des- if they deserve to play, give them the chance to play. So, and I think that's a fair comment. That's a fair comment. Yeah. Finish, finish it up on this one because we have a couple of other topics that we might discuss. Um, <laughs> Arsenal, Arsenal have won all four encounters against Standard Liège in European competition, scoring 15 goals in the process. Arsenal are looking to look uh, to win six home consecutive home European matches, including qualifiers, for the first time at the Emirates. Um, the first time since winning seven in a row in March 2001, uh, between March 2001 and 2002 at Highbury. So it's a, another milestone that we're, we're going through. And, you know, hopefully we'll see the likes of uh, Chambers and so on. We also have on Sunday, we've got the Bournemouth game, but we'll probably do something separate on that because we'll have no time if we carry on uh, doing this. So, Looking at the Gooner debate, um, uh, the Gooner debate. Where are, where's the graphic for the Gooner debate? I was doing quite well actually so far, but yeah, there we go. The Gooner debate. Um, so Barca, they got tap. Uh, they got fined for tapping up Griezmann. What a joke! That is the best. The, the fines in football are absolutely ridiculous. I know. I know. Did you? Did you? Right. Did you see the one for? Is it Huddersfield who had the Paddy Power strip for the preseason? <laughs> yeah, they got a higher fine than. Well, they got a hell of a lot higher fine than Barcelona did for tapping up Griezmann. Yeah, I know. I know. Do you know what know. the funniest thing is? Three hundred euros. Are they out of that? Do you know what the funniest thing is, mate? The, not the final, but the amount, the fact that they actually tried to get it overturned. They're appealing it. They're appealing it. They're appealing it. Yeah. It, it, will cost them, it will cost them more money to appeal it than actually pay it. It's a joke, mate. It's, it just it's, makes you laugh, it, won't it? it? So, you, so you think the fine. Sorry, go on for it. It, it. So if people don't know, it's €300, Euros, £293. Sixty-five. £65, yeah. Well, it's probably about £310 by now because like, we're Brexit and all this sort of stuff going on. <laughs> 31st of October. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, it's, it's just ridiculous. It's going to cost more money to appeal it. The other things that I got on the list here is um, uh, Roy Keane commented ahead of the Man United game. <laughs> and he, and he, and and they were reminiscing, and we we talked about it earlier about like you know, what a fantastic game it was, and what you know what it used to embody. It was always a really, really uh, exciting 
uh, fixture and it was like the battle. Whoever won that generally won the league and whatever. Um, but he came along and said, a commentator said, uh, yeah, he, he was asked about Vieira. Vieira, was it, did Man United want to buy him? He said, yeah, he was a, he was a target. He was a target of, of, of United. Uh, but w- would, he, would he have got in to uh, the Man United squad, he was asked, uh, into um, the Man United side? And he said, no, he'd be a squad player. Well, I was. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. Out of the three of us, you're the only person who could get away with that accent there. Well, I am Irish. (laughs) I am Irish. I know, that's what I'm saying. I've just got one of these messed up Mockney accents now. So. Excellent. Yeah. It's good you've got a right accent for a change. Yeah, okay. Okay, I think think listening to that, Roy Keane was kind of half joking. He was just half messing about. It's just a dig, isn't it? Yeah, no, he's trying to wind Arsenal up. He knows Patrick Vieira is the toughest opponent he's ever faced. He knows that, and he said it before. He's right that, um, uh, you know, Skulls was probably the best player that he played with, but Vieira would have walked into that Man United side. And do you know what? Watching Vieira and Keane play together, one sent off one week, one sent off the other, I would have been brilliant to watch. <laughs> No, he did say he did say because I was watching him myself after he, after I think it was not long after he said that he was saying there were some of the best uh, like some of the best games he's played and so, so some of the toughest games and whoever won that battle generally won the game. Um, Shaka, captain, we touched on it before. Ugh. No, 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 we touched on Shaka, the captain, before. Um, but Mark Partridge asked, uh, why are so many people? wanting holding as a captain so it's more about uh you know not shaka and the alternatives and a lot of people are going down holding holdings hardly played a game for us in over a year and yeah he okay there's arguments to be saying we had a 20 22 game unbeaten run against all sorts of different minnow sides and stuff in the europa league last season but you know he's been out of the picture for quite a while he's shown some promise um but why holding uh, I, I, it won't be my first choice if i'm being honest um i think my first choice would have been bellerin out of anybody uh, okay. just because he's is an arsenal man uh, he's come through the ranks he's he's got to where he is and he's held his place uh, the only times ever you you never see bellerin in a team is if he's injured uh, okay. unlike unlike some some players that we have, but I, I just can't see anybody else. I can't see personally. I'd, I'm I'm in the same boat. I'm, I can't understand why hold. I can see maybe if he carries, if he gets back in the team, he carries on playing first team constantly, never really out of it, staying away from injuries. Uh, give it two or three more seasons and see how he is in the back four. Then, and if he's very commanding, then yeah, I can't see why not. But at the moment, I I just can't see it. Dan, anything different? Uh, shout out to Mark Partridge, by the way. It's my brother-in-law. Um, so if you're watching Mark, top man. Um, God, it's a family occasion, isn't it? This? Yeah, I know it is, mate. Everyone's enjoying him, isn't they? Um, holding for me it's is... family <laughs> Thank you. We have uh, a title. Holding... Oh, we do. Holding for me uh, is a future Arsenal captain. Um, but I think he's going to have competition with who's that player, Fergus, in the middle of midfield with all their <laughs> hair upside side, Bob. What's his name? Uh, uh, Scunny, can Gwen you help me Dozy? out? Gwen Dozy. 
Ah, when, there we go. No, it's been that, doozy, yeah. mate. Close. No, no, no. Uh, I, think yeah. he, I think he's earned the right now for you to say his name properly, Fergus. Come on. Uh, in the last couple of games, yes, I would agree. I would there I would go. agree. I think he's yeah, shown yeah, now yeah, against yeah, Villa, against Villa, against Spurs, and against Man United, head and shoulders above the rest. Looks to me like he bosses that midfield. And this is a midfield that, by the way, is not very creative at the moment and that looks pretty bang average and poor. And he looks head and shoulders above anybody in that midfield, happy to be on the ball, gets given the ball in the most ridiculous of areas at times with players around him, doesn't panic, very casual on the ball. I love Matteo Gonduzzi. He's becoming one of my favourite players without um, a doubt because he's becoming um, yeah. very consistent. I'm looking forward to seeing what his song's going to be. Uh, he deserves one more than anyone at the moment. And if uh, Ceballos can have one without, had, you know, I mean, well, without even playing too much of games, I think if anyone deserves a song at the moment, it's definitely Quinduzi. Uh, Absolutely, and, and yeah. I, I honestly do think, like you say, Holding is going to have a real trouble if people are going to go for him as captain. Is he's going to have real trouble with that? And Quinduzi, he showed yesterday, uh, I'm sorry, on Monday, a couple of times uh, how much of a leader he could be by waving his arms, telling the team to get back on at corners and everything. So, and not only that, he made that clearance as well uh, in on Monday uh, with a great headed clearance. So, I think he's 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 going to get there. He's definitely going to get there. And like I say, for, uh, like I said before, Fergus, you got to eat some words, mate. Can I just uh, ask a quick question, yeah, Fergus? I, I, as well? and, and, and and one one second, uh, Mike. If I do have to eat my words, I uh, I have never I've never said I didn't like when Duzi. What I've always said is I have been a, a big critic of him. And mm. I've said, if you're good enough to be in the first team, you should be good enough rather than people giving the excuse of, oh, he's only 20. He's only young. So if you're good enough, you're good enough. Look at Saka. Well, you're eating some words, mate. You're backtracking. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not I am not backtracking. <laughs> I, go back. Listen, I've called him Gwendozi. I've called him Gwendozi. I've called him lots of things, but I'm not eating any words. The guy is showing uh, what he did the against uh, Villa. A uh, one man, he led, him and Aubameyang led us to victory. Mm. We could have gone away, though it should have been a penalty, but he led us to victory. He, he, he does show the potential to be a leader, to be a captain, but he is also still a little bit young. But then again, Tony Adams was only 17 when he, he came on and he was 21, a captain. So, you know, it, it, it Paul Ennis, <laughs> a type of agrees with you, Mike. Thank <laughs> he you. Says, <laughs> he says, I'm I am not backtracking. <laughs> I, am just, I am just saying I'm a critic. If somebody is good enough to be an elite footballer, and they're at that top level, they should be. Now, talking about elite footballers uh, and people, young players who um, try and make it, there's a certain player. Um, sorry, actually, just just as 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 um, some credibility, Aww. Joanne. Thank you very much. She agrees with me. I'm the same. It's been I, I've been hugely critical, but he's improved this year. Exactly. So we're allowed. We're allowed oh, to... Someone's not getting in on the joke there, are they? <laughs> no, Do you know what, Fergus? You actually tipped him for your surprise star this season. I did. I did. Yeah, I did. I did. And everyone else laughed at me then as well. But listen, a, 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 a possible superstar for um, that could have been for Arsenal. You know, you've got Oxford Chamberlain who's been, you've got a Wolby that's gone, you've got Walcott that's gone. Um, you've Can got I just guy... say something quick? Um as we were saying earlier, uh, as you were just saying about Matteo Guendouzi, about giving him a year, 
Uh, everyone was very critical of him this year, and look how he's come this so far this year in all these games. He's come on leaps and bounds. He's already looking like captain material. He's already looking like he's going to be a next big thing. Uh, we've give him a year, and people were very critical of him in that year. Why can't we give Pepe that year? Well Good said. Point. Good point. Well said. Well said. Well said. But looking at youth players that have um, have been through the Arsenal, and, we, and we've seen some, and we're looking at some now, there was one particular player um, who we all watched last night. And uh, it, he, <laughs> he, he he was lent out to Tony Pulis, um, <laughs> who, who, who made him play with the youth. Um, he was put behind Theo Walcott. He was put behind Aaron Ramsey. Uh, Aaron Ramsey maybe had a point to a certain degree, but um, Theo, uh, the guy, uh, was sold to Werder Bremen with uh, allegedly um, Bayern Munich's money, um, and he 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 went and played against an awfully bad team in Middlesex in a beautifully new swanky home, and he put four past four past the Spurs. North London was a different shade of red last night but it definitely was red what did we make of that and we've only got a few minutes listen it was for me a hilarious game of football now i watched bt sport when all the goals come in yeah so you look at when um all of the goals are coming in nine of those goals were at white hart lane it was brilliant and serge Gnabry, i think was it mark porter he put on his Facebook, Fergus, and I don't know if you saw it, there's a surge of goals down at White Hart Lane. And I just <laughs> thought that was sensational. Well, as I, I, I've, I've been on a training course, as I said at the start, is listen to a lawyer discuss old consumer law and stuff like that for two days. But one of my colleagues who was with me, um, David Ellerby, I doubt you're watching this because you're, you're afflicted with the uh, other side of Middlesex uh, disease. And um, he, I, te- <laughs> I, I, I texted him at half past... 11 last night when I finished writing all this stuff up for here. And um, I, I, I text him, like, you know, uh, North London is red. And then uh, I came along and I, I saw him walking today for the training course. And I went, God, that's a surge of enthusiasm, isn't it? And I kept on using <laughs> phrases throughout the day, like, oh, well, we ganabried that opportunity, didn't we? And I just I just started doing all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but it was um, it, it was good. I, it was good. I could understand why he went from Arsenal at the time, because Wenger was playing Joel Campbell, Theo Walcott, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, uh, Daddy Welbeck, um, players like that ahead of him. So I totally got why... Gnabry didn't get a chance um, where I feel he could have. I think there was a game against Swansea where he really played well. Um, but for me, yeah, unbelievable last night. His finishing was wicked. He was rapid, um, really direct, um, real threat going forward. But Tottenham were dire, weren't they? I mean, they were absolutely dreadful. It was something seriously wrong with Spurs. What a shame. No, Carroll's got it right. Carol Hutchins says... Hey, shout Spursy. out to Carol. Shout out to Carol. Sits next to me in season ticket. Nice one, Carol. It did go with Spursy indeed. Jesus. <laughs> and they've got the early kickoff on Saturday. Uh, they're playing uh, Brighton away um, uh, on cool. Saturday. Brighton? Is it Brighton? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're at Brighton. We got bored. Go on, Brighton. Yeah. So, but uh, I, listen, there's a lot of stuff going on there. I, I, you know what? I don't know who saw more action. Ericsson's let's just leave it there, yeah? 
<laughs> Listen, you have been listening to uh, Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Uh, we're going to get in trouble. For the last <laughs> if we, time. If we carry on. Listen, w- we are going to be moving on to YouTube after Christmas. So Possibly. make sh- After uh, this show, probably not. <laughs> maybe if we don't get banned. But follow <laughs> follow us. We're Guns and Yellow Ribbons on YouTube. So do follow us. Like us. Hit the little bell in the corner. But we'll also be posting on here uh, as well. So, you know, we are on Facebook. We're on Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Um, you know, we mentioned Ben... Uh, and we mentioned Ruth, um, you know, uh, buy, have a look at their stuff, have a look at their website and, and see what we are, uh, what they're all about. Uh, that was that was a big <laughs> Listen, Dan, um, Mike, thank you very much. You have been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. One, only one last thing to say. Who's taking it this week? Go on, Scotty. I, I best not. I've just got myself into big trouble here. You know what, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to be allowed back on live TV. You put, or live Fergus, here, you sorry, put, live on you. Fergus, can you put Melina's uh, comment up? Because that is good. Uh, let me have a quick look. Bring that on. <laughs> uh, Melina's comment. I just put put it up. Melina's comment's good. Put it up. Right. Melina, go on. You read the comment out. What's the difference between Snow White and Tottenham? Snow White had an excuse for falling asleep to let seven in. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it, Melina. Love oh, it. Oh, what a night. Oh, and uh, uh, who is Joanne's comment aimed at? I hope it's going to be aimed at Mike because I said nothing. <laughs> she said you're going to get sued in the morning. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen people uh, thank you very much I really appreciate uh, really appreciate you all tuning in uh, as I said before uh, we do this for fun uh, nothing more than that and uh, just 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 keep joining us every week thank you very much up the arse all cheers the arse. guys thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons and remember to rate and review us too.